0: The reading is taken from the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, push on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to
1: God. I just love this passage that Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. He writes it from Rome, where he's under arrest. He's chained up, probably chained to a Roman soldier, and he dictates the letter. And as he dictates it to a friend, he looks across, I can just imagine, at this Roman soldier and thinks, that guy is pretty well-kitted for battle. He's well-equipped. And if he's that well-equipped, so should the Christians be in Ephesus for the battles that we face every day. And so we're going to look at this text, we're going to learn from Paul, and we're going to use three headings for this. The first one is going to be are you kitted for the occasion. The second one will be these aren't my clothes and then the third one is going to be get your kit on. So let's have a look in the passage and see what Paul would have us learn. I can just imagine Paul dictating this letter as the scribe writes furiously and Paul says be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power Put on the full armour of God as he looks across to the soldier next door to him so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And he's thinking about this Ephesian church. And he's thinking, are you ready for this? Are you kitted for the occasion? And so let's ask this question of ourselves now. Are we kitted for the occasion? Now, I wonder whether you've ever found yourself in this situation where you thought it was going to be a warm day and you left the house maybe in your t-shirts and shorts and flip-flops and suddenly you realise it's four degrees and you're not kitted for the occasion. Or maybe you've gone out and you thought it was going to be a sunny day and the rain came down and you didn't bring your umbrella. Or... Uh, you went out and you thought it was going to be a rough day, um, and you went to the coast and actually you didn't bring your swimming kit. You weren't kitted for the occasion when it is a good day. Now, I think this happens to all of us, and it's hilarious when it happens on films as well. In one of the Bridget Jones' films, we see Bridget Jones arriving at a party that she thinks is going to be a fancy dress party. She comes in with a, with a bunny outfit and uh, a little rabbit tail, And it's not a fancy dress party, everyone else is wearing smart outfits. Sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we aren't kitted for the occasion. And Paul wants us to put on the armour of God, so we are kitted for the occasion. And my first question to us is really, do we have the right kit on for the occasion? Do we know what sort of world we are living in? And this is what Paul describes in this passage. He tells us of a world where we have to face up against the devil's schemes. That's the reason why you've got the armor on, to face up against the devil's schemes. He says, for our struggle isn't just against flesh and blood. The world that we see around us, the physical world, isn't it. This isn't the whole lot. There's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes in the spiritual realm. And so in the spiritual realm... Our struggles are against the rulers and authorities and powers of this dark world, the spiritual forces of the heavenly realms. We don't just have to be kitted for the day in in front of us, you know, the weather out there, but we need to be kitted for the spiritual environment which we're in. And that's the reason why we need proper protection. We need proper armour. I better stop this before I get run over. Here we go. Great, so we escape the car, run up the stairs, we're back in the warmth and I'm having a look in this bookshelf and that is because we so often have questions about the unseen realm. What does the spiritual realm look like? What does attack feel like? How do I know when Satan and his forces are against me? And if these are some of your questions, then do read C.S. Lewis's uh, book called The Screwtape Letters, which is in the form of a series of letters written uh, from one demon to another and uh, how they attack uh, a certain individual. And he, he peels back uh, this layer of the spiritual realm uh, to give us the spiritual realm for what it is and how it intersects with our lives and how the devil can interfere with us and try to distract us from God. So do read C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters if these are some of the questions that you're asking. It's also worth saying that Paul doesn't tell us a gigantic amount uh, about this area um, because we aren't meant to do lots of research into the devil and his schemes. That's not our focus. Our focus isn't him our focus is armoring up, making sure that we kitted for the occasion. So we understand the occasion, we kitted for the occasion, and our focus is on God, who is the one who protects us. So are we kitted for the occasion? That's our first question. Our next question will follow. So we look at how these are not my clothes, and this is slightly inspired by What happens so often when we come back from a family holiday with other families and I look through my tog bag or look through my drawers after everything's gone through the wash and I pull out an item and I say these socks don't belong to me and my wife says they don't belong to her either so quite often I I end up wearing them. But we find a very similar thing in this passage where the armour that we put on in fact doesn't belong to us, it's not ours. And Paul says this quite blatantly from verse 11, where he writes, put on the full armour of God. The armour is God's armour. And Paul, if you read through his letters, is obsessed with putting on things and taking off things. It comes up over and over again. So he says in Galatians 3 verse 27, for as many of you as were baptised into Christ have put on. On Christ. Or in Romans chapter 13, verse 14, he writes, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Or in Colossians chapter 3, verse 10, he writes, You have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its Creator. So there's a putting on that we have to do. And in fact, in all of these verses, or so many of these verses, at least, that Paul writes on, what we putting on is Christ himself. And that's what we find in this passage. And we can see it as well through a different lens if we look at um, Paul's imagery and where it comes from. And Paul's borrowing imagery from the Old Testament and mostly from Isaiah the prophet. For example, in Isaiah 59, we read this about the Messiah who was to come and to fight as a warrior for his people. Isaiah writes in 59 verse 17, he put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as in a cloak. And there's a, there's a putting on, uh, therefore, of righteousness and a, and a helmet of salvation, which we see in this passage. And that's what Paul wants us to know, is that this armour doesn't depend on us and us mustering it up. In fact, the armour comes from Christ and it's his own army, his own armour. It's a bit like if you were to join the army and you were to go and fight in a war, you'd be armed up with armour which is provided for you by the army and in fact we've got a chap in our church called Kit who's just left the army and he's going to tell us about some of the armour, armour, some of the kit that uh, they had to wear when they were out on tour. So here is Kit Guest.
2: Hi guys, I'm Kit and I left the army in
1: December last year.
2: During my time in the army, I was fortunate enough to take soldiers to Afghanistan and to Palestine, amongst other places. When we'd go out on patrol, we wouldn't just go out in a uniform that we wore in barracks, but we'd put on special protective equipment and armour. From boots to protect our feet and ankles, to blast protective trousers and the shorts to go under them. We would wear body armour and ceramic plates within it to stop blasts and bullets. We'd wear leather gloves to save our hands and goggles for our eyes. And finally, we'd wear blast protective collars and helmets. All of this equipment was designed to protect us as much as possible so that we could continue to fight and to operate and achieve the mission that we'd set out to.
1: Thanks, Kit. It's really useful to see the armour that you had to put on, which belonged to the army. And there's armour that we have to put on that belongs to Christ. And this is what it looks like in the passage. There is a belt of truth that is buckled around our waist. And that truth is both speaking that which is truth, so not speaking falsehoods, um, but it is also the truth himself. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And it's him who we have buckled around our waist. And then there's a breastplate of righteousness in place. And that breastplate of righteousness, that righteousness is both a moral righteousness, it's doing the right thing, but it's also being in right relationship with God as Christ has won that righteousness for us on the cross. So there's a righteousness that's in place. And then our feet are fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. And this isn't an item of clothing; it's it's more of an attitude. Is that we're ready to go out there and share the peace that has been won between us and the Father as a result of the of the cross that Christ suffered on. So we head out there, skip out with the peace. Uh, that we share with other people. It's a piece of that good news of the gospel. And then we to take up the shield of faith. And Paul's thinking of a Roman soldier and how they used to douse their shields in water before war. So if flaming missiles were shot across at them, uh, arrows that were dipped and and lit, uh, and they managed to make their way to um, the shield of the soldier. The the water of the shield would put out that flaming arrow. And so there's a a faith, not a faith in general, but a faith in Christ and what he's done for us, that we lift up every morning. And uh, then as well, there's a helmet of salvation. We are saved We are saved. We have been saved by Christ. And we need to know that. We need to be reminded of that every day. And then there's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And it's been said this is the only offensive weapon. This is the one that we go out with in order to attack. And in fact, the word, Word, in the Word of God, um, little line here, is the word rhema rather than logos in the Greek. And rhema means the spoken word or the proclaimed word of God. Uh, It's the disciple of Jesus going out with the Gospel and sharing Jesus with those around us. So it looks at how we need to be kitted for the occasion. And then we've also looked at the armour that we have to wear and how it's not ours but God's and how it's bought at a price by Christ. Uh, But next we ask this question of how can we be kitted up? How can I put this armour on? And I think this is a particularly important question because it's the application question. It's the question of does this fly? Uh, But also at this particular time when everyone's feeling frayed and we found this uh, final lockdown particularly difficult, we need lots of support and we need to be growing resilience, which is what this preaching series is all about. So how can I be kitted up? And you might be asking this question as a fairly new Christian. Um, Thank you so much to all the Alpha people who've joined us for this morning. I I know you guys have been looking at how can I resist evil and it's amazing how it ties perfectly uh, into that talk, what we've been saying now and what you had a look at this last week on Alpha. Um, so, how how can I get kitted up with this armour? And we might be tempted to sort of just go through a bit of a role play and pretend we're putting on a helmet and saying, that's the helmet of salvation, or pretend to put on a belt and say, that's the, the belt of truth. and uh, Or we might even go to our dressing up box, I don't know if you have one of these, uh, and find a Ninja Turtles um, shell and, and breastplate and say, this is the breastplate of righteousness or a fireman's helmet and say, this is the helmet of salvation. Find this. Is this chainmail or something like that? Um, And stick that on as well. Uh, But this isn't going to help us in the spiritual battle, just going through a role play or getting stuck into our dressing up box. We need to do something a whole lot deeper than that, uh, more than that. So what does it look like to put on the armour of God in the morning? And for that, as you answer that question... We're going to go across to the Beard household where Mary Lois and Mark um, put on the armour of God each morning with their household in prayer and Bible reading and thanksgiving. So let's see what it looks like in the Beard household.
3: Good morning, welcome to morning prayers at number 70. It's um, seven o'clock and the house is beginning together. gather. Here's Mark, he's the, he's the early bird, so he's made the tea. want some tea? Yes, please. Um, well, Matthew and Cooper, and James should be coming down any moment. Oh, <laughs> Good morning, James. Here's Frankie, of course. Good morning, James. And Sorry. these are the friends who join us um, friends and neighbours. And ordinarily, they might um, walk down the road and join us in the house, but at the moment, they're joining us on Zoom. So, we follow a really simple pattern of prayer that begins with worship and then confession petition and thanksgiving and the important thing is that each segment of prayer begins with one or two verses of scripture so that is the most important thing that focuses our mind so let's begin
2: the lord stretches out the heavens and lays the foundations of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him nothing is too difficult for the lord pause to express your thoughts of praise and worship Thank you, God, for this morning. Thank you. For...
1: Thank you so much, Mark and Emil. Really useful to see how you and the household put on the armour of God each day. And I think it sets the bar for the rest of us. It uh, raises the question for us of, of what are we going to commit to in our daily pattern of living as Christians in this world to make sure that we are fully equipped for each day, that we've got our kit on how are we going to do that? And I'm pretty sure for each of us, it would be great if it could involve Bible reading each morning, so we saturate it in the truth. Uh, It could involve prayer as well, so we're developing a relationship. Relationships require communication. God speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through prayer. We speak to God in prayer. Um, So how are we going to commit to to that as well? And um, uh, it's probably going to involve thanksgiving and praise and worship as well. What worship music do we want in the background as we're going through the day? Uh, how can we make sure that we're, we've got a pattern of living, which means that our armour doesn't get depleted, um, but we're constantly putting Christ on as we go through the day? And this isn't something that necessarily has to happen in the morning. Maybe it'll happen in the evening for you. Uh, we don't take armour off in the night and put it on in the morning. It's not that sort of armour, that analogy doesn't cover, uh, carry over. Um, but we need to make sure that we're always armed up uh, for the battle. And so how would you like to do that? How would you like to make sure that you are armed up uh, with Christ's armour, the armour of God? And it might be that you're all quite, that you're quite new to this, uh, that you haven't thought about this before. In fact, Putting on Christ is something that's a new concept to you. Um, and I'd love to encourage you to spend some time in this passage, therefore, in Ephesians. And I'm going to pray for all of us, including those who might be putting the armor of Christ on for the first time. So let's, let's pray. Let's do some armoring now as, as we pray and put the armor on. So, Lord, we thank you so much uh, for your word that speaks of the armour. Thank you for, um, for an opportunity to pray to you and to speak to you as well. Lord, thank you that this armour isn't something that we need to work hard to create, um, but it's been one for us. It's not even ours, it's yours. But we get to wear it. We get to wear the armour of the Messiah, of Christ. And, uh, Lord, thank you for... Your love poured out for us on the cross that made that possible. And so today, Lord, we choose to put you on again. Uh, We put on Christ as we go out into the world. And we pray that you'd prepare us in every way and prepare our defences and also prepare us to go out with the good news of Christ as we share you, as we share the word of God with those around us who we meet. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.